Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Paul Wanserich, Editor-in-Chief at Broadway.com. Uh, really happy to see so many people here. Uh, I'm really thrilled to moderate this. I love If Then because I love adventurous Broadway musicals, and this is definitely one of those. And we have uh, some really talented members of the team here that I'd love to introduce and bring them on stage, and then we'll, we'll start talking. Uh, first, we have um, Pulitzer Prize and Tony winner, Tom Kitt, who wrote the show's music. Michael Greif, the show's director. Mr. Anthony Rapp, who plays Lucas in the show. And Jackie Burns, who covers the role of Elizabeth. Um, so I, I just love that we're at the, the Apple store because this, I mean, the Apple store literally could have been like a setting in a, in a scene in the show. You know what I mean? I mean, like, what's so great about If Then is that it takes place in New York today, basically. That was sort of one of the goals in creating the show, right? I mean, that was like, you wanted people to sort of walk out of the theater and encounter maybe the same characters on the walk home. I mean, that's sort of like what you, what you get when you see the show. Was that sort of uh, one of the jumping points about doing something really contemporary? Well, uh, Brian and I met at Columbia um, as undergrads. Brian York. They, they also wrote Next to Normal together, by the way. And um, so New York has played a very pivotal role in both of our lives. Um, living here, working here, finding inspiration here. So it seemed like um, a, a, an appropriate backdrop. Um, and certainly I think, I think people move to New York or live here for opportunity because they love the collisions and the chance, um, chances that you take living here. Um, people, I think, are dreamers who live here. So that seemed like uh, a wonderful place to set um, a musical about, about possibilities, um, a, a good, good place to set it. Now, Michael, th this show was, obviously, Next to Normal was a huge success. One, one of my all-time favorite shows. It's just a brilliant collaboration. Uh, so the goal was for you guys to all come up with another project together, obviously. So wh what, how did that come about? Um, did this idea get pitched to you? How did you get involved in this specific product production? And what was exciting about it for you? Uh, it did get pitched to me. What was exciting about it was the opportunity to work with Tom and Brian again and to spend time with their great creative minds and souls. And Nadina was also a part of the project from the very beginning. Nadina so Menzel, that was part of, have heard of her. That was part of the pitch. Um, Mr. Stone, David Stone, our producer, was very anxious to work with Adina again. He was very anxious to work with the three of us again and he thought it would be a wonderful thing for the four of us to work together. Uh, and I. Don't, I think it's also very wonderful to say that uh, Anthony's role was written by Tom and Brian with Anthony in mind. So he's been a part of it from the very beginning as well. I, I love any, any Rent reunion. I'm all for any Anytime you want to reunite any of your, uh, your Rent geniuses. Uh, but let's um, talk about the, the story a little bit. So we're basically dealing with Elizabeth, right? A woman who returns to New York City after a divorce. And the show, the title and the whole concept of the show is sort of the if-then moments and it follows two paths. It's basically a moment in a park and then two paths her life takes, uh, which is a really tricky, very tricky thing to pull off. Uh, and, and Michael, I really commend sort of the, the physical production sort of captures it beautifully uh, with, with lights and with the sets and with costumes. I mean, it's sort of a lot of ways. Was that like a really 
uh, challenging aspect of this? To, did you worry? And I know you were out of town and the show changed a lot before it came to Broadway. Was that sort of, were people scratching their heads at first or? Yes, a, a lot of attention was paid to um, making sure that an audience could really follow uh, whose story was being told. And I also think we were also very concerned about keeping a kind of poetry and a kind of um, transformation ability also part of the production and the presentation. You know, I think we're all very fond of the places, and I think Jackie would probably speak to this too, when Beth and Liz get to merge and Elizabeth is, is, on, is on the stage after you know, pursuing different opportunities and different choices. You know, I, so I, I think while a, an awful lot of attention was paid to clarity, we also tried to keep a little mystery and some possibility always a part of the production. Um, I got okay. I, I got hurt uh, a few months ago, I, and I missed like 12 weeks of the show. And right before I came back in the show, I got to see it for the first time, which was really a wonderful experience to be an audience member. But one of the things that was really striking to me about the, the show is, it made, and it made a lot of sense, is that at the beginning, this, the story splits and you see what we call, you know, one version is Liz, one version is Beth. But at the beginning, their lives are more similar to each other than they wind up being as the story goes on. And I think that that in and of itself is also very, very interesting. That, that, you know, it is these tiny little things, the ripple effects get broader and broader and broader as life goes on. And I think anybody alive can look, look at that and relate to that. It, it made a lot of sense to me anyway, as an audience member, being outside of it for the first time, getting to see it. Yeah, the show's made me, it's made everyone sort of think about these moments, I guess. If, I mean, like, they happen every day, right? I mean, every day in your life. The, Jackie, what, what was your if-then moment today? What was the moment today where you, everything could have just gone the other way? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Uh, if I had left the house one minute earlier, I would have gotten the train and not been late to class this morning. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there you go. There's my moment. <laughs> now, Jackie, uh, Jackie, I first noticed actually in the ensemble of Hair. She was in the ensemble, and I was like, "Who's that girl?" She's, you know, some, you know, sometimes you see a show and someone in the ensemble just like pops out at you. That I had that experience with you. Thank you. <laughs> and then you, uh, you played Alphaba. Yeah. Um, Another Adina Menzel role, in case you didn't know that. I just follow her, I guess. <laughs> She's going to do Frozen on Broadway next, Jackie Yes, Burns. thank you. Uh, <laughs> Shh, don't let it out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you were sort of there throughout the creation of the show. You were hired to stand by for Adina. Um, what was it like watching the show come together, seeing it out of town? And you, you're sort of, I know you didn't go on when, when the show was out of town, but on Broadway you've been on quite a few times. Um, what, what is it like watching the show and what is uh, the character like to play? Because it, it's very complex. I kind of felt like I had an unfair advantage in a way because I got to, I'd never been on the other side. I've always been in, you know, in it. So being, being out in the audience every night and getting to watch the show and getting to hear, you know, I, as a standby, you become an incredibly good eavesdropper, almost, you know, um, really here yeah, you're an eavesdropper so I would listen in to Michael and giving notes so I would hear you know what he was thinking while he was watching a scene and hearing what didn't work and seeing what didn't work which is something you don't really get to see when you're in the show itself because you're emerged in in what you're doing so I felt like it was while I didn't have the rehearsal that you know all the actors in the com uh, performing company had I also got to experience it in a different way that they never got to, which was very interesting, and watch how it evolved in a different way. What, what do you think it's about? I mean, if you look at the two paths 
that the lead character takes. One is a very like, family path, right? I mean, that, that's sort of one of the big decisions in the show. Uh, there's romantic decisions. Uh, what I mean, what do you think it says about women or about life choices? I don't know. What, what, what do you sort of connect to? Um, well, I don't really... I think it. what's so beautiful about the show is that every person has, a, has, has takes away from the show a different thing. So, um, and it, it's going to change by what day you had, you know what I mean? Like the show speaks to me in a different way every night and it is kind of funny watching it. Um, you know, I watch, now I don't watch it every night, you know, but I, I used to watch it every night, but now I watch it once or twice a week and it's, it's funny. I see things every day differently than I had done the week before and that's what's really quite amazing about the show is that you'll never see it the same way, you know? Stop talking about me, Michael. <laughs> Tom, you you don't take easy tasks, and, and I, I really admire uh, Next to Normal and If Then just because they're just you you, you tackle very adult issues. Um, you seem to almost what, what do you think the musical form is for? I mean, you seem to have a very sort of forward thinking. I don't know. You could be. I feel like you could be writing. You write awesome music, and I feel like you could be <laughs> you could be writing some much easier shows. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like somebody could hand you a, a, a DVD and say, make a musical out of this, and you could probably do it pretty brilliantly, and it would be easy, because everybody would know the story. So, do, I mean, do you sort of, is this what excites you? Do you, what do you, what, what musicals inspire you, and what do you want to do with the form? Because you've done a lot in a few years. Well, it's, it's funny, my, my, my trip to musical theater, I, I, I would go to matinees with my grandparents um, as a kid, and it was, I would go see shows that were family entertainment, um, and that's what I thought musical theater was for a number of years. Um, and it, when, I, when I was in high school and when I got to college and I started to discover shows like Cabaret and, and Into the Woods and Hair, of course, and Company, and, and um, it just, I, I started to get really devastated by musical theater, um, by the stories they were telling, by the human stories especially. Um, and, and as a composer, there are a number of, uh, of different kinds of stories that I want to tell and different kinds of music that I want to write. But I think the thing that I most enjoy and get, get a charge out of are trying to tackle stories that are human, that have something to say, that make us reflect on our lives, that, that people want to go out and talk about. Um, and you know, anyone can get into a conversation and talk about what they, what they think the form should be. Uh, you know, everyone has their own uh, opinions about what, what voice they want to have. And, and, and um, I, I take pride in the fact that with Next to Normal and If Then, and I think even looking at the, the shows that, you know, shows like, like Bring It On and, and, and High Fidelity and American Idiot, um, you know, they're all very different, but at the core for me was a very human story. And I know that when I go see theater like that, that's when I'm, I'm, I'm most affected. Anthony, I'm sure uh, you, during the run of Rent, and I feel like in the years since the Rent, I feel like in a lot of ways, you were very big on communicating with fans of Rent. And obviously there are a lot of fans of Rent. Um, what do you see with fans of If Then? Uh, and what do you see people reacting to? The show has really struck a chord with audiences, and actually, let me just brag for a minute, we have a Broadway.com award that audiences give out, and if then won six of them, and Anthony won uh, an grateful. award for that. I was that. very grateful for that. And it won yeah, favorite new you. musical. So uh, the theater goers are really connecting to it. What do you, what do you hear at the stage door, or what, what kind of things are you observing? A, we had a talk back the other day, um, this, the, uh, like alums from Penn, um, David Stone was, is a Penn alum, and there was this woman, she was a middle-aged woman, 
I'm sure she was middle class, upper middle class. Like, I'm sure very well educated. She literally said, unprompted, put her hand up as if it was a question and just said, this is the most affected I've ever been in the theater. So that was an incredible response. Um, but I've been kind of nicely surprised that so many young people have connected to it so strongly because it feels like to us like it's very much about adult life and adult decisions and these crossroads that you face as you continue to live your life. But so it's it's been really cool that young people have connected to it so deeply. It's sort of like re the, almost the reverse of uh, I remember back in Rent when we were first starting it when you know we expected young people to really connect with Rent. I remember the first time one day we walked out of the New York Theater Workshop and there was this older couple and they. You know, this is before there, that we were, the show hadn't even opened. And it was this older couple, and they're like, we were so moved by it, and it made us think of our children and, and the lives that they're having. And it was, it was something very meaningful to see that it was crossing generations. And I feel like If Then is, is too, which I, you know, you just never know what to expect. And, and it's been gratifying to see. I guess, I don't know if it's that young people are projecting themselves into the future of their own lives. I don't really, you know. But they, they talk, like, and, like on Tumblr, they, they quote lyrics and they talk about how much these lyrics mean to them and how much it makes them think about things, you know. And these are, I don't know exactly how old they are. I think sometimes they're like 16, 17, 18, you know, which is somewhat young to be thinking maybe about some of these big, big choices. But that's kind of cool. Michael, do you think that, the, like I said, it's set in modern day New York and it feels very contemporary. Do you think that the this just the show is about that or is it just a more um universal show i mean do you think 20 years from now the show is going to have the same do you think it has sort of i mean it's not about cell phones or which version right. of the iphone obviously um i would like to think that it's universal and it's also of its time but like valuable work made of its time it will transcend and it will still be able to speak to people I, I think a lot of what the play is about is is finding the way um, to make the most of anything in your path. You know, that there isn't a right path and a wrong path. It's just being able to stick with it and make the most of it and put yourself in positions where you make opportunities for yourself and you allow other people to give you opportunities. and. I, that was important to me in putting it all together. Uh, Jackie, is it fun to sing these songs? I mean, I've been listening to this album sort of on repeat, and, and I love listening. To, I love singing the songs just to myself. I would never do it <laughs> publicly. You're going to have that opportunity. <laughs> after, the, after the talk back. Uh, Jackie, what is it like? I mean, and obviously written for Adina's voice, and what is it like for you to perform the songs? It's amazing. The music is epic. It's gorgeous and it runs the whole spectrum which is amazing I mean you you really get a poo-poo platter if you will of, of music to sing <laughs> oh, and it's just amazing and my husband loves the way I sing it right John <laughs> no I, I really it's 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 such an honor and I know it sounds cliche but it really is such an honor to get to sing this music and to be the second person ever to sing this music that was created for Adina, who is one of the most talented and respected and beloved, you know, musical theater star there is. And so it's, it's, it's quite an honor. If you, Tom, if you look at the, uh, the whole journey of it, like what, what are you, to me, they seem like very large tasks you take on, like I said, but what, what are you sort of most excited about when you, when you watch the show, the Richard Rogers, and you actually see it all sort of together? I was just I was just telling Michael that I I saw the show um, 
uh, last week. I, I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, and I saw it with my father, who, who hadn't gotten to come down to Washington, D.C. to see it. And this was the first time. So I got to ex experience it with him for the first time and also come back to it. And what was, what was so rewarding and wonderful was, um, A, just how the actors have, have even more made it their own. They've, they've discovered moments, um, some of which I thought, God, what, you know, why didn't we think of that, or, or, or you know, how, how did they, how did they come to this in, in, in this beautiful way? I mean, it's so wonderful when you give it over to the actors and just let them take it. Um, and it's really everything that 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 these people, these, these incredible collaborators of mine, have been saying about how the piece just seems to resonate, and you can you can watch the audience and the way that they 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 go um, up and down with both Beth and Liz, and and I. What we really wanted to do, as Michael said, was it's, it's about the path, not the right one, but they, they, they both have equal weight in terms of a life, and they have um, ups and downs, and one is here and one is here, and vice versa. But at the end of the day, I think, as Anthony said, people can relate to that because th those are the journeys that we all take, and we hope that it's the right path. But I think that a musical about whether you are destined to find the life you want to live is, is something worth writing about. Okay, we're gonna uh, open up questions from the audience. So, if anyone has a question, there's some microphones. Hi. Um, so my name is Arlene. I've seen the show four times, with plans on seeing it a few more. So I understand, uh, Jackie, what you mean. Every time you see it, you get something out of it. But Anthony, you also mentioned that you got to see it for the first time after being injured. So um, when you came back after seeing it, did you change anything differently? And I guess Jackie, to you as well. When you came in, did you change anything that you saw that anyone else was doing after experiencing it as an audience member and then heading back into it in, in the stage form? I don't know that I consciously did, but I just I've I've had the opportunity to, to re, it's almost like revisiting a role, you know, to come back to it. I mean, certainly Mark is something that I've revisited many times over years, but um, it's kind of like uh, it's it's marinated a lot, and so I would like to I hope that different sort of flavors and textures and colors have maybe come through. Um, so I didn't I didn't consciously go in saying I want to do that differently now, but. Um, I, I gave me that much more faith. I always had faith in it, but just seeing it from that perspective gave me even more faith in the piece as a whole and just trusting that it's all there. It had the kind of cumulative effect that I've always thought the piece would have, but being able to sit out in the audience and sort of feel it just gather steam and gather steam and gather power was really, really meaningful. And then it just sort of, it gave me kind of, a, I guess, even more confidence in it. And then I was also just so grateful to be well enough to come back and be able to do it. I mean, I actually had to change like the way I sit on the bed because now my knee doesn't bend all the way anymore. So, you know, that's, but that's minor. Um, that makes any sense. You did it so well and I have nothing more to say. <laughs> Hi. Um, first, I just want to say that If Then is my favorite show of all time. I, it resonates with me like no other show has ever resonated with me. And I've seen it three times so far. We'll definitely be coming back and listen to the CD nonstop. Um, that said, I have a question about one of the lyrics that I'm hoping maybe you can explain to me. Um, in my life, I haven't made that many promises. Just one to him, now to you too. And I guess this is for Tom. Um, what about the ex-husband? Didn't she promise him something? <laughs> He's not the lyricist. 
I'm sure Brian would have a very, a very, very good explanation for that. <laughs> um, but all I would say is, and you're talking about the moment where she's with her children, um, but I, what I would say is that I think that this story comes from a person who, looking back on their life, never really believed in those first years and that first marriage. And if you had to ask her, she would probably debate what she promised and whether it was a meaningful promise. But the true love of her life is Josh and those children. And so in that moment, those are the ones she's gonna focus on. Hi, um, first I just wanna thank you for this show because I think I'm part of that younger maybe generation and it truly is a life-changing show, being a New Yorker. Um, I guess my question is more for Anthony Rapp and Michael Greif having done Rent and If Then. Just I grew, I was born here, grew up here and I've seen New York kind of do this sort of change and I'm sort of wondering how, you know, 20 years ago, wherever it was, when Rent was written, how you've seen New York change and how you kind of worked that into the show and how like the new New York versus the old New York well, and... Well, I mean, I, I, I lived on 10th Street between 1st and A for years. Um, so, and, and I lived there right when the, you know, when the last Tompkins Square riots happened. And uh, so I, I, I was like sort of in, in the middle of one of the most changing neighborhoods, which is now, you know, filled with condos and, and you know, and I mean, the Benny, the Benny dream essentially happened in that neighborhood, you know. Um, you know, and I'm certainly happy that New York certainly feels safer in most places than it did. But there is there you could say that the East Village certainly has not the same. You know, it, it, it seems like some sort of weird fever dream in some ways. But in terms of incorporating it into the show, I can't speak exactly. I think Michael or Brian and Tom would be better able to say those things. But I, it does it does feel it's it certainly feels like rent was of its time as a depiction of what it was like in the city. And I feel like this is and they're both true. It doesn't you know, and they don't negate the other. Um, so I don't know, you know, yes, I, I and and I think you probably have figured out that some of the past the 15 years earlier that Lucas and Beth and Liz talk about are evocative of those days of being in their early 20s in a New York that was really, really scarred by the AIDS epidemic. And it was a very different environment and life was different and people had a different set of priorities and people at different ages had different expectations for their lives. And maybe, you know, I don't think we ever talked about this, but maybe both of those people are where they are in their late 30s or early 40s, because in some ways in their early 20s, they didn't even know that they would live to their late 30s and early 40s, which was the environment in which you know, rent was created. Hi guys, um, I wanna also thank you for the show because I graduated college in May and um, had a lot of paths I could have chosen, but I chose to move to New York. Um, a lot of that was based on If Then and the lyrics and so thank you for that. Um, but my question is, I've never been so emotionally impacted by a show, and I was wondering how emotionally draining it was for you to work on it and to perform it every night. Um, well, there's certainly a, a lot of intense emotion, but one of the things that's great about it from being inside of it is that it really does go full circle. So I've always thought, I've never done like, um, like Death of a Salesman or Long Day's Journey Tonight, which to me, those are pieces that are so powerful, but there's no real catharsis in them. In this piece, at least Luke, I can speak for myself, and I think for Elizabeth, that you, 
it, you move through it and you come out the other side of it. And so as an actor, that's, that's kind of a gift to be able to kind of leave it behind. It, it lets it sort of release. You know, you don't have to leave the theater with like a knot in your stomach and find some way to like, you know, purge it. Um, not that I'm like super method, but just like, you know, but our, but you know, our systems, our systems get engaged and stuff happens to it. You know, you can't help it. You know, if, if you're upset in a scene, there's a part of your body that's upset. That's just the way it works. Um, so I, I've always thought like the finale is kind of like, it's kind of like a, it's a moment of grace, I feel, for all of the characters. And, and I'm grateful for that as an actor that we get to end with that. I just wanted to say happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. And to respond to what you said about young people's reactions as a young person, freshman in college, I guess it's made me more personally more scared to make decisions because uh -oh. you, you do, like you don't know like like at the end the paths like one small choice made a huge difference. So yeah. now one small choice I make is gonna make a huge difference in my life somewhere. So um, and I guess yeah, it's made me more scared. And for you, Jackie, um, which do you see yourself more as Liz or Beth? Like, which path would you have chosen if you were in that situation? Oh, God. If you could choose. If I path. could choose if I wanted to be Liz or Beth? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's rough. Um, I think I'd go with Beth because then I would still have the love of my life. But you never know what's going to happen after that either. So, you know, it's really a toss up, you know? Um, God, yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to really think. <laughs> okay, on that note, <laughs> thank you, thank you.